Hello, 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 my amigos, and welcome to this, the bonus part of today's FYI. I hope you are falling in love with English. Remember, enamorarse is to fall in love. Just be really careful because I have a lot of students who say, I felt in love with my wife. And el pasado is I fell. Acuérdate, no es feel. Vamos a mirar estos dos verbos. So, fall es caerse. También es el verbo que empleamos cuando decimos enamorarse. So, every day I fall in love. Yesterday I fell in love. Not felt. Fell in love. And lately I've fallen in love. Que es muy diferente que el verbo to feel. I feel good. Yesterday I felt good. And lately I've felt good. So just be careful with that one over there. And remember, the same way you can fall in love, you can also fall out of love. Desenamorarse. Yeah, of course, it happens sometimes, you know. I know in Hollywood we live happily ever after. Y comieron perdices. They lived happily ever after. But this is the real world. And, well, things don't work out. And that's part of life. So we're going to look at all of that stuff. Breaking up, getting together, proposing, and all that. All right. So let's start with the story I promised you I was going to tell you about me proposing to my wife. So I took her to Paris. Not a bad place. A city known for its romance. So I took her to Paris and I decided I'm going to propose to her. I'm going to pop the question, como decimos. And I said, well, listen, if she says no in Paris, then it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> But how did I use Valentine's Day to my advantage? Well, we flew there on the 13th of February. So my wife, you know, she's She sniffed something. You know, she knew something was happening. And so she uh, she said, okay, he's going to propose to me on Valentine's Day in Paris. And what did I do? <laughs> I waited. <laughs> It was killing me, but I waited because I knew, I had a feeling, I had a hunch, una corazonada, that she knew that I was going to propose to her. So what did I do? I didn't. I held off. Esperé un poco. And I waited until, uh, like, I think a day or two later. I don't remember now if it was the 15th or the 16th. But you know what? I wanted her to let her guard down. Bajar la guardia. So she wasn't expecting it. So once she said, ah, oh, no, I guess he's not going to propose because he would have done it already, That's when I hit her with the surprise. And there it was, uh, looking at the Louvre, the Eiffel Tower. It was a beautiful moment. Um, you know, <laughs> I can't believe, usually I'm a disaster, but I can't believe that it worked. She said yes, and the rest is history. But, uh, you know, I, I was like, she's gonna fight. She's gonna figure out my, my surprise here, you know? So I purposely waited a, an extra day or two, and as soon as I saw, she was like, okay, this isn't gonna happen. Bam! I popped the question. To pop the question otra vez es pedirle matrimonio. Or I got down on one knee. Evidentemente, bajarse a una rodilla is another way to say, uh, will you marry me? And, well, The rest is history. We've been married now for, huh, I lost count, but uh, five or six years now. It's still one of the most beautiful days 
in my entire life. Uh, I've, I've always been, though, I've always been a lovey kind of guy, you know? Um, some guys are, oh, no, I gotta be macho. I gotta, I've always been lovey. I've been cuddly. You know, I've, I've never been afraid of showing my emotion. Now, I also told you I was gonna tell you where this XOXO comes from. And I love it because when I moved to Spain, I thought it was universal, you know, until my student said, what's shosho? And I'm like, what do you mean shosho? What are you talking about? And they said, shosho, you put it at the end of our, you sent me an email and you put shosho. I'm like, no, I didn't. And they're like, yeah, you put, you put shosho. I put, oh, <laughs> when they showed it to me, it said XOXO. And uh, I realized, no, that's kisses and hugs, kisses and hugs. <laughs> no, not shosho. A lot of times we think things are universal. I remember uh, when we were preparing my wedding and we were sending emails to my aunt in the United States and Diana, my wife, answered J-A-J-A-J-A. J -A -J -A -J -A. And sure, in English it's H-A-H-A-H-A. -A 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 -A. Ha, ha, ha. So it was funny because my aunt, when she finally came to Spain for the wedding, she goes, guys, I don't want to seem like an ignoramus, un ignorante, pero... What, uh, what is ja, 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 ja? And I said, <laughs> I said, that's how the Spanish people write ha, 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 ha. <laughs> so sometimes you think something is universal and it's not. You need an, an interpreter or a translator to help. So this X is a kiss and O is a hug. So this, uh, this symbol supposedly dates back to, proviene de, uh, the Middle Ages. And there, again, like with everything, there are a lot of theories. But the most common theory says that um, a lot of people, medieval people, uh, they couldn't read, and which is, you know, common. There was a lot of illiteracy back then. And uh, so they would sign documents with an X, firmar documentos con una X. And this symbol was representative of Christ, Cristo, Jesucristo, because of its similarity to a cross. Then they would kiss the X, right? And they kissed the X to show it was a demonstration of piety. Now, piety, I don't know how you say this in Spanish. Eh, devoción, religious uh, devotion. So they would sign it with an X and then they would kiss that X. Well, it was just a matter of time before that X became a kiss. And remember, there are a lot of different types of kisses. Now, first of all, let's talk about the pronunciation. My wife, when we first met, she says, can I have keys? A keys? And I said, you want the keys? Las llaves? <laughs> My poor wife. I know what you're thinking. Your poor wife, Alberto. And she would say, yeah, give me keys. I'm like, keys? Bueno, aquí te dejo las llaves. Kiss. Vamos a pronunciarlo. It's a difficult sound, but if you can make this sound, excellent. Kiss. Kiss. Now, we don't kiss everybody in the same way. When I kiss my mother, I kiss her on the cheek. I give her a little peck. A peck is como rápido, un besito, así, right? Uh, but when I kiss my wife, for example, well, we, we French kiss. Nosotros decimos un beso con lengua is called a French kiss. Now, where did the O come from? I just told you where the X came from. There are a couple different theories. Isn't this great? <laughs> When we explain something, it, there's more doubt in your mind after, right? So this, this O was alongside it because it was A, easy to write. Estaba al lado de la X porque era fácil de escribir. It was easy to write. And another theory says it was because of the game 
tic-tac-toe. I forget what you call tic-tac-toe in Spanish. Well, either way, if you have the bonus, um, the bonus worksheets, of course, you'll be able to see it. But tic, tres en raya, o tres en, something like that. Tic-tac-toe. And obviously, what would be the, the perfect symbol to accompany that X? Well, that O, especially if you played tic-tac-toe. So those are two different theories. I think they're both pretty plausible. So now let's talk about that dark side. As with everything, there's always a dark side to everything. And those of you who love to study mafia lore, like <clears throat> yours truly, un servidor, then you'll know about how our buddy... Al Capone, Al Scarface Capone, rose to power. In Chicago, there was a bloody murder uh, called the Valentine's Day Massacre, which happened in 1929. And yes, it's not just called the Valentine's Day Massacre for no reason. It's called the Valentine's Day Massacre because it happened on Valentine's Day in 1929. Uh, also, there was in 1971, the unsolved murder, unsolved is sin resolver, of two young lovers, uh, Jesse McBain and Patricia Mann. And this was in 1971. Imagine that. Two lovebirds killed on Valentine's Day. Um, another unsolved murder, too. Two teenagers that were killed who were dating. To date is Salid. They were dating and they were killed on Valentine's Day in 2000. Also, the murder of Riva Steenkamp. I'm sure many of you have heard about this case. Oscar Pistorius murdered his girlfriend, Riva Steenkamp, and that was also on uh, Valentine's Day in 2013. Another one, 2015. This is sad. It's horrific. The murder-suicide of an elderly couple. Elderly is mayor. Instead of saying old, we usually say elderly. It's a more respectful term. So the murder-suicide of an elderly couple in Alabama, and this was Valentine's Day 2015. There was even a school shooting in 2018. So Valentine's Day is not always a great day. And especially, as I said, there are some people who are sad on Valentine's Day because they're looking for that significant other, that person to give their life a little more meaning. But I always say... Don't look for somebody to give your life meaning if you can't do it yourself. You know, I always tell people you have to be, uh, you have to love yourself. So that's why I said, you know, Valentine's Day is not only about loving someone else, but I really, truly believe that you cannot wholeheartedly love someone else until you love and respect yourself as an individual. But I'm no love expert. I'm no sexologist. I'm just an English teacher who's in love with love. Eso es. Estoy enamorado del amor en general. As my dad always says, and he's a, a wise man. Wise men say. There it comes again. Uh, my dad says, love. Lo voy a hacer con su acento. With his thick Spanish accent. Cuando tenemos un acento muy fuerte, we say a thick accent. He goes, love is the essence of of life. Now, you guys say, I think, el amor es el motor de la vida. Pero mi padre, esta es de él. He coined it. Es la esencia de la vida. I always tell people who say, oh, Alberto, I love your radio show. I love your podcast. You know what the secret ingredient is? TLC. TLC, el toque de amor. Tender, loving care. That's what you have to put into everything. Because as I always tell people, and this is one of my favorite things, if it's worth doing, 
it's worth doing right, right? So put a little TLC into everything you do. My mother, when she cooks something for me, I know that special ingredient is in there. TLC. I make these programs with TLC, and I hope you're falling in love with English. All right, well, let's look at some vocabulary. Uh, we talked about puppy dog eyes before, ojitos de, de cachorro. You know those little ones that say, love me, love me. <laughs> well, humans do those too. When, they, when they're in love, they have puppy dog eyes, right? And as we said, those lovebirds. Guys, I'm going to ask you, uh, for me, for the sake of everybody out there in public places, please, no PDAs. Alberto, what does PDA stand for? Oh, no problem. Public displays of affection. What does that mean? That means no kissing, hugging, uh, dry humping. Dry humping is como frotándose contra, you know, things teenagers do. Dry humping, kissing, you know, French kissing especially, hugging, embracing. Don't do it. Oh, well, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Do it. Do it as, you know, be very lovey-dovey, you know, but not in public places, please. Como decimos en inglés, you guys say, uh, pillar un hotel or something like this. We say, get a room. <laughs> So PDAs, and obviously depending on the country, it's more of a taboo uh, or not. Now in Spain, when I first got here, I noticed there was a lot of PDAs out there. In the United States, it's more frowned upon. Uh, to be frowned upon is mal visto. But I know, I've been there where you just can't control yourself. you know. But uh, remember, there are other people watching and you're giving them a free show. <laughs> so, uh, as I said, falling in love. So you fall in love, you know. Uh, you start dating. It, it, maybe it's love at first sight, uh, amor a flechazos, or maybe it takes some time and you get to know each other. You gotta conoceros. And how do you do that? Well, you date. You go out, right? And then if things go well, well, then you know you become an item. Nosotros decimos si sois una pareja seria. You're an item. And uh, you know what comes next? Well, if you're a match made in heaven, remember I said before, una pareja de lujo, well, then maybe it's time to pop the question. You know, maybe it's time to take the relationship to the next level and propose like I did. Uh, you can get hitched, get married, tie the knot. Those are three different ways to say casarse. To get hitched, hitch es un remolque, piénsalo. <laughs> to get hitched, to tie the knot, uh, atar el nudo, and simply to get married. And unfortunately, you know, just because you get married doesn't mean that everything is always happily ever after. In fact, as I said, it doesn't usually end up like that. I was looking at the divorce rate, uh, la tasa de divorcios, and I think it's like 54%. So, I mean, I'm not a, a big gambler, but if I have to put my chips, mis fichas, in divorce or marriage, I think I'm going to put them on divorce. But that doesn't mean you should be cynical. It doesn't mean you should be skeptical. It doesn't mean you should be bitter. It means you should just keep trying. Because who knows? You may find that person when you least expect it. I found my wife. We found each other when both of us were extremely happy being single. I was happy with myself, which, as I said, was a very important thing. I didn't want to get into a relationship with all of these issues and then dump those issues on my wife. 
right? Y hablando de la palabra dump, to dump es echar, but to dump somebody es cortar con ellos. So nobody likes getting dumped. Uh, another way to say it is to break up with somebody. She broke up with me. She dumped me. Si es mutuo, you can say we broke up or we split up. And sometimes people split up or break up because, well, it's not working anymore. You know, uh, it's not it's not like, you know, you're the same person you were when you met. And I, I firmly believe that, too. You got to make things work, especially if it's important to you. Um, look what our grandparents did. I, I think of that example. Our grandparents had the same radio that their grandfather gave them. They didn't throw things out and replace them. They tried to fix things when they were broken. And I think in that aspect, in relationships, we should be more like our grandparents and not just replace somebody with someone else. We're talking about human beings here. But also, I understand it. Things don't work out. So you're not going to be living in hell just because, well, divorce is not a great thing, uh, especially when there's a reason, like somebody cheated on you. Uh, to cheat on es poner los cuernos. They were unfaithful, you know, which is a very difficult thing. Or you're arguing all the time. A lot of times money problems. I mean, there are many, many reasons why people break up or they fall out of love, as we said before. So uh, the thing is, work on it like everything like you work on your English if it's worth it then you'll put the energy and the effort into it that it deserves and of course if not then it's time to move on to move on is seguir hacia adelante and speaking of moving on let's move move on to some uh, some songs well I was going to say some idioms that we get from songs we'll look at some idioms some of my favorite ones now to be in love Well, to be very in love, we say someone is head over heels. I am head over heels in love with her. And if you guys know it, there's a famous song by Tears for Fears. Something happens and I'm head over heels. And heels are talones. So estás al revés, estás boca abajo. You're upside down if you are head over heels in love. Another way to say that is you are gaga over someone. I talk about it with my baby. I'm head over heels in love with Lara. I'm gaga over Lara. She is the apple of my eye. You guys say mi ojito derecho. We say the apple of my eye. Another one, another one from a song, Love on the Rocks. Ain't no surprise. Now, I don't know if you guys know this guy, Neil Diamond, de Rodilla Diamantes. Bueno, no se escribe igual, pero el nombre Neil se pronuncia igual que estar de rodillas. La diferencia estar de rodillas tiene una K muda, Neil. So, uh, Neil Diamond has a song called Love on the Rocks. It ain't no surprise. And I imagine a lot of you guys heard on the rocks before. Uh, cuando pedimos algo en un bar, con hielo, decimos on the rocks. I'll take a whiskey on the rocks, please. But also on the rocks means in a difficult situation, right? It's, it's, things aren't going very well at this moment, right? Uh, our love is on the rocks at this moment. De hecho, usando el adjetivo, uh, we're going through a rocky 
relationship. Rocky, rocosa, con muchas rocas. So a lot of times you'll see that or hear that in songs um, when they're referring to love. And guys, I'm just giving you the tip of the iceberg. I think most songs out there have something to do with love, whether it's falling in love or falling out of love. But uh, you'll learn some amazing vocabulary. So remember, take a look at uh, some on your own too. All right, and the next one uh, reminds me of one of my favorite movies, Top Gun, uh, which is kind of a love story. I think every movie has a love story in it, even Titanic. You know, every movie's got that underlying love story. Well, you might remember the song from the soundtrack, La Banda Sonora, Take my breath away. Dum, dum, dum. Dum, dum, dum. Take my breath away. Me quitas la respiración. You take my breath away. You leave me breathless. Que ahí tienes otra canción. So, uh, it's a good idea. You can go to Spotify and look. The, they have The great thing about Spotify is they have pre-made lists. And look for best love songs and i guarantee that you'll you'll learn so much new vocabulary and who knows you may even identify with these songs which is why i think these love songs are so popular we've all felt these feelings at some time or another another one that uh, reminds me of a michael jackson song so if you sweep somebody off their feet or you knock them off their feet you really you really woo them. And to woo somebody, vamos a ver esta palabra porque no sé cómo se dice en español. W-O-O, atraer, enamorar. W-O-O. So if I say she knocked me off my feet, she swept me, como barrer, off my feet, es que me enamoró totalmente. Does it sound familiar? You knock me off of my feet now, baby. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You knock me off of my feet now, babe. So another one that we can get. And again, we're going to look at probably a total of five or six songs throughout the course of today's show. But there are so many others with so much good vocabulary in them. Uh, the next one isn't from a song, but I wanted to share this one because I really love this one. Like two peas in a pod. Uh, como dos gotas de agua. Now, you can say this not just about someone you love in a romantic way, but you can also use it about somebody you love in a platonic way. So people used to say about me and my best friend, they say, oh man, you guys are like two peas in a pod. Sois como dos vainas. Eh, dos guisantes en una vaina. Another one too that uh, I'm sure many of you have heard. This is a word that we've been using my whole life, but I think just recently uh, it's entered the Spanish lexicon, and that is to have a crush on someone. And this is uh, more than love. This is like forbidden love. Ese amor prohibido. You know, I had a crush on my, uh, my art teacher in high school. So a crush is more like a fantasy love. You know, I have a crush on Sofia Vergara. Does that mean I'm in love with her? No, I don't even know her. So you see the difference. A crush is more you admire somebody from afar, de lejos. And the last one we're going to look at, and I think this is one of the funniest ones ever in Spanish. You call somebody uh, because, okay, you and your, your friend, maybe your friend has a girlfriend or a partner or a significant other, para usar el vocabulario, and you don't. And your friend says, hey, uh, you know, my girlfriend and I, we're going to go to dinner tonight. Uh, you want to join us? 
Y esto es cuando tú dices, yeah, of course, who's paying? <laughs> no, 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 es broma. I mean, you could go, why not? But uh, this is where you say, no, no thanks, man. I don't want to be the third wheel. No quiero ser la tercera rueda. The third wheel, which in Spanish, I think is one of the funniest idiomatic expressions ever. You say el sujeta velas, the third wheel. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I hope you guys loved this episode and that you're falling in love with English a little more each day. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's FYI.